All right. Hey, Rachel. Hi. Welcome back. Yes. We've just been sitting here for probably not 10 minutes, but what feels like 10 minutes talking about, and it's like, we got to just start recording. Yeah, just start. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody, and today we have a special episode of the podcast. I'm sitting down with my friend, a fellow horror enthusiast and previous guest on the podcast, Rachel. We will chat about what we've been watching, discuss the newest horror film, Requel Scream, and we'll share our thoughts on all the horror film requels, the, the trend going on with those. Um, so without further ado, let's run that back. So I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, we, I didn't really plan too much with this. This is going to be one interesting podcast, mm-hmm. but <laughs> have you been watching anything recently? TV, streaming, movies, anything? Um, well, we just finished watching Veep, which I had never oh. seen before. And that was awesome. Like you watched the whole series? Yeah, the whole series. Um, that's one that's been on my list for a really long time and just yeah, never got to it. it's on my list. Yeah, it's one of those where, like, sometimes, with you know, with work and everything, it's hard to want to always sit down and watch an hour-long show, and that's yes. just, that was just, like, a 30-minute one that, you know, I've always been wanting to watch, and man, was it worth it. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is just comedy queen. She's so good. We were also yeah. simultaneously watching Seinfeld, so we had, <laughs> so we had, had and weird. Seinfeld at the same time. Um, it's like two alternate dimensions going on. Yeah, once. and she's just psychotic in both of them but in a fantastic yeah. way <laughs> so just watch and veep. veep is over yeah right? yeah it finished a few years ago i think yeah yeah i remember i think i watched like the first episode and i was like this is a lot like a i lot. was sure it was good but i can't imagine it for like seasons and seasons but it was I think good it's like only five so you know okay. it wasn't it wasn't dragged out too long and a lot of the seasons are like nine or ten episodes something like that so it's pretty easy to get through yeah sure so what else just started arrest development for the first time I've never so watched any So you're just going back through old, old oh, yeah, TV yeah. series. I have so, first of all, I have a whole, I can show you later. I have a ridiculous list of, first of all, a movie list to watch and a, and a TV yeah. show list to watch. Yeah, they're all, all oldies, even though there's, you know, a bunch of new stuff that's on the list as well. But Arrested Development's one that's yeah. also sat there for way too long. So we're finally Right, and at it. least with, with both of these, they're you know award-winning like critically yeah. acclaimed like you know they're gonna be good at yeah least. You, you you know you, you know you're sitting down every time and just like giggling like crazy because <laughs> with a lot of these new things it does feel like quite the commitment to get uh-huh. yourself into it and then you have no idea if it's going to be worth it in the end for example i've only watched the first episode of the boba fett show the oh. book of boba fett okay and that is actually another one i've watched but okay so you've seen all of it right yes i'm caught up and with you're that. you're a star wars nerd you know yeah like, so all right so that first i can ask you this then that first episode that's all i've seen it didn't exactly grab me like i wanted it to yeah so how's the rest of it there's what there was like eight eight episodes i want to say maybe that would make sense yeah it and it it kind of took halfway through 
to really, yeah. really play. It, it's a slow burn, and especially the last few episodes are awesome. Like it, they're right. they're really awesome. It it does make it worth it, I would say. Um, but some of the stuff that happens in the first few episodes, I would say, like looking back on it now after being done, right. you kind of just wanted it to be condensed with with what they ended up doing right. ultimately with the show you kind of look back and you're like yeah some of that stuff really could have all been like one episode in the right. beginning just smush it all together and then get into the fun stuff because you know boba fett all you know all we kind of know about him, i mean he's a bounty hunter so you just want to see yeah, him do cool it. things and it right. re it takes a while until you're just like i just want to yes. see him shoot someone like like get <laughs> right. into this and it, i feel like it wasn't like the second the last episode that he's like really doing that type of stuff but once it's there it's really cool you should get through it yes i'm gonna push through i'm gonna push through because the thing was is i keep seeing people saying the end is good like it, right just like you just said and it's hard because you know i watch a lot of my shows with Kristen and her brother dylan mm-hmm. and stuff and so sometimes like when the first episode isn't that great it's tough to get everyone to be like all right let's get back to it so yeah i might have to watch it by myself but either way i'm, I'm gonna finish it right because you've seen the mandalorian as well right oh yeah okay yeah. i love the mandalorian yeah okay so you're grinding through some archives of old shows anything yes. else you're going through um <laughs> check my letterbox <laughs> <laughs> right you watch a lot of movies i gotta say like i'll be i'll on log weekends, on to letterboxd yeah. And well, and granted, I don't log on to Letterboxd every day. That's true. Whenever I log on, though, you have a new movie that you've watched. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily new as in like just came out, but you have watched (laughs) a movie. No, like, you know what I watched for the first time last night? Blades of Glory. (laughs) Oh, man, what a treat for you. So you're sitting there like, should we watch the Olympics? No, I have something better we can watch. (laughs) I was dying dying that is a classic Well, especially watching um arrested development right now with because will arnett shows up and him and amy poehler i was like you every single second they were on in that movie i'm like you've got to be kidding me you've got to be kidding me i was dying will arnett is so 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 good at being Mm -hmm. a complete dick yeah in these movies like yeah to the point that it's like man is he a dick in person because he just is so good at it and then i mean he's as good at being a dick as will ferrell is at being a complete idiot so yes. like that movie is really Agreed. the best of all that yeah so that was <laughs> a that was a trip <laughs> glory i absolutely love that it's like you know people will listen to the podcast exactly and it's like okay i'm gonna be listening to two people talk about a horror movie like let's see how i'm gonna listen to them and see how qualified i feel they are (laughs) well you know we're watching blades of glory today and uh (laughs) no i think people like that are stupid because blades of glory is is quality and you should not judge us for it no also, sometimes it's just really nice to have, and that's one of the reasons why I like horror. Not that horror yes. horror isn't well done and like great and can right. be really great cinema and great right. you know, movies to watch, but yeah, sometimes it's just nice to not overthink things, just sit back and you know be 100%. entertained, and and that's always why I go back to horror for that reason specifically. That seems like a really great segue. I almost feel like yes. it would be ridiculous to not take it. <laughs> and I see what you're saying. There's a lot of there's a lot of good horror 
Some may call that elevated horror mm-hmm. if you're one of these pretentious people in, in the Scream movies. <laughs> no, I have a comment about elevated horror later that I need to talk about that I'm excited cool. about. But Scream. We watched Scream. Okay? And you may be thinking, oh, the movie from 1997. <laughs> no, we watched Scream, but not that Scream. Um,. It's technically Scream 5, I guess, but that's just not how they titled it because that's not how you do a requel, a a reboot sequel. You gotta call it the same name, but still be a sequel. Again, we'll talk way more about that later. So Scream 2022 was directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpen and Tyler Gillette. It was written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, starring... Melissa Barrera, Mikey Madison, Dylan Minnette, Jack Quaid, among other new people. And then we also had the legends, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Neve Campbell, Skeet Ulrich, etc. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Spoilers, I guess. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you at least know three of those. That's but, true. Uh... That's true. And was Skeet Ulrich technically in the movie like i always think that when obviously his force ghost was his force ghost was in the movie guys again spoilers you know what from this moment on maybe we've already spoiled something for you but from now on there's spoilers so if you're going forward you're going forward also now i'm going to go into everything that happened in the movie so if you've seen scream and don't want to listen to an extensive recap you can skip forward about 10 minutes So let's see, what happened in the movie? We have our opening scene, we have our opening kill, as usual, girl alone at home gets a call from from Ghostface and is stabbed a bunch of times. But what's different in this movie is she lives, which is kind of cool. And I think that's the only screen movie where, like, a main character doesn't die in the opening sequence as well. And we learn that this girl, Tara, that was attacked, has a sister named Sam, and she is called to Woodsboro to come home to see her sister in the hospital. So Sam and her boyfriend, Richie, go to Woodsboro. All of this is taking place 25 years after the original Scream, when, uh, you know, Billy and Stu went nuts and killed all their friends. Um, And so when we go back to Woodsboro, we get to meet all of Tara's friend group, um, which is amber wes chad mindy and Liv, and they are all gen z as hell and really funny and cool together good chemistry all that and then we go to the hospital where sam meets up with tara and the whole friend group while she's there she's attacked by <laughs> Ghostface. in one of the that was wild because i don't know where he came from and i don't know where he went um he's like but we behind also the learned door in that scene Yes, he, he like went through here and then out there and then disappeared. But we learn in that scene also that Sam has visions of Billy Loomis, uh, Skeet Ulrich. So that's what we we're referring to as his force ghost, <laughs> because of course we know he's dead. And so, you know, we learn in the next scene as Sam tells her sister Tara that Billy is her dad and that like her mom had her 
um, from Billy and then married their dad. And that's what caused all their like family (laughs) issues. There's more to it than that, but I'm not getting into it. But anyway, so, you know, Sam is Billy Loomis's daughter, which would make her Sam Loomis in an absolute direct reference to Halloween. Oh, so many references to Halloween. It's just funny that like Billy Loomis was the reference and it's like, we can't give him the same name as Sam Loomis. And now here we are 25 years later, we can just give the character the same right. name. And not only that, their last name is Carpenter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if, either way you want to go, you're still at Halloween. It doesn't matter. Right. So then, you know, because they've been attacked and the sister's been attacked and everything, Sam and her boyfriend, Richie, decide to go to an expert and talk to Dewey, who is he, David Arquette is incredible as Dewey. Every single time. He has never slipped. We learn that Dewey is divorced from Gail, retired from the police department, and is just living in a trailer, um, ignoring everything. Tells them, get lost, but then after he tells them that, he contacts Sydney to say, there's killings going on in Woodsboro. Do not come back to Woodsboro, please. <laughs> and of course, sets us up for that great line of, do you have a gun? And her being like, I'm Sydney Prescott, of course I have a gun. <laughs> also she's just pushing a stroller in the park like it's such a good scene yeah (laughs) i've seen a few people say like that's some like strong character development i guess for sydney to like go through everything that she went through and then just be like you know what i'm good like i've gone through all this craziness i'm gonna settle down and have family well, and then all the other characters, like, throughout the movie, Dewey, Gale, they all keep saying, how's Mark? Or something like that. Yeah. He's which, good. Which some people have think that um, okay. Patrick Dempsey's character in Scream 3, the cop, he okay. plays a cop. His name is Mark. I don't oh know if God. it's, like, it could I mean, it's got to be, be a reference, right? Could be. I don't know. Well, Patrick Dempsey's not exactly bad looking, so oh, I guess no, no, good no, no. for Oh, no, 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 that would be totally a total win. <laughs> <laughs> like, good for her. Right. So then uh, Dewey texts Gail, shoots her a text, ghost faces back, don't come here. Smiley face, I think. He'll, like, hope you're doing well. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Back with Sam and Richie. They go to the friend group house. Um, but Dewey shows up. He decides, you know what, screw it. I'm going to help out. This is where we get the... I believe it was Mindy Mm -hmm. gives us the whole horror nerd fan explanation of, you know, what, you know, the movie, like we, this is what Scream, this is what Scream does. You always have the character that completely breaks down what the whole movie is and gets really meta. And she explains that the stab movies that have been going on in the Scream universe, that they're at like stab eight now or whatever, Mm -hmm. and fans hated it. And so the direction that they went in, everyone's very upset with it. So now the the killers must want to do a requel, which is a reboot sequel, because studios can't just reboot a movie because fans are going to be pissed that we're starting from scratch. But you don't exactly want to do a sequel because they want to, like, you know, make something new with it. So you have to bring back enough legacy characters that you can, like, kill off and, you know, have fans remember them but then you also bring in the new characters that the fans have to get to know so it's kind of this breakdown on like you know horror movies what they literally specifically say like what halloween did recently um which was very strange for them to say that and so then mindy goes on to say you know how all of these movies go 
one of us is the killer. It's not going to be anyone else. One of us is the killer. They all are kind of looking at each other. Um, Dewey has a great line because he calls out someone and then someone else says, like, you're the one that's divorced and retired. Like, I think you're the killer. And he says, well, maybe you are the killer because that cut deep, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing Dewey says. That's why I love Dewey. And also why we um, watch these movies. Exactly. For, for lines like that. Exactly. So, you know, that whole thing, they all, you know, go their separate ways. Um, and after breaking up, one of the friends and his mom, the new sheriff, are murdered. That's when Gail shows up and, you know, Gail and Dewey have their moment where they kind of give us the exposition of like what happened with their relationship. She moved to New York. He couldn't handle it, whatever. And that brings them to the hospital where Tara is left alone because all the cops came to where the sheriff was murdered and left her alone. She's attacked by Ghostface, of course. But Dewey and Sam and her boyfriend, Richie, are able to all get there and kind of stop him from killing Tara. Dewey shoots Ghostface a bunch of times and he's down. But then Dewey says, you always got to shoot him in the head. And he pushes them like into an elevator. And now he's up there with Ghostface alone. For whatever reason, Dewey needs to walk 100% of the way up to Ghostface instead of just like shooting him from a distance. You know what happens. Ghostface was wearing a bulletproof vest, gets up, kills Dewey, makes sure to whisper in his ear, it's been an honor, and then, <laughs> you know, kills Dewey. Dewey's dead. That brings Sydney. Now Sydney's here. Like, Sydney's not going to let Dewey die and not show up in Woodsboro with her 800 guns. She tries to tell the new characters, Sam, Tara, all them, like, you know, you can't just run because, like, this just follows you. So you got to listen to us. You got to stay with us. Sam is like, fuck all that. We're leaving. (laughs) And so her, Richie, and Tara get in a car. They're going. But Tara has asthma, needs her inhaler. They're like, can't we just stop at a gas station or, you know, a pharmacy or something? She's like, no, I want my inhaler. And so I left it at my friend Amber's house. And so they go to Amber's house, which her boyfriend admittedly is saying the whole time this is stupid we should not be doing this he's been binging all the stab movies this whole time so he knows all the rules you know and so they get to amber's house she's throwing a big ass house party richie the boyfriend is like okay no like we're not gonna go to this house party but they do you know Ghostface obviously shows up Multiple of her friends get stabbed, separated. It's the whole big third act, you know, scream kind of thing. Party gets broken up. It's just the friend group, the boyfriend, the sister, you know, everyone's at the house. And that's when they realize, well, actually, it's when Sydney and Gail show up. They realize it's Stu's house from the first movie. So the house where the third act of the original scream took place is where this is taking place. It's revealed that the killers are, in fact... The boyfriend, Richie, and Tara's friend, uh, Amber. I guess they're, like, kind of in a relationship or something. That was kind of weird. That was a little weird. But overall, they are fans of the Stab movies that, as Mindy had correctly guessed before, were pissed off at the last movie and wanted to give them new material to make the next movie after they met on Reddit or something. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was Reddit. (laughs) And now now they're killing everyone, so... Like I said, it's the third act of Scream, so they kill the bad guys. Billy, the force ghost of Billy, um, (laughs) makes sure to point out to Sam where there is a knife that was, like, discarded. She's able to grab that and kill the, you know, killer boyfriend. 
Gail and Sydney live through it. They were stabbed like 15 times. Oh, yeah. But at the end when all the ambulances are there, they just have blankets put around them. They, they, they're they not bandaged, nothing. Because they're invincible, like you, they are. you just they said. Are. A bunch of the friends lived and... You know, Sam and Tara go off in, in an ambulance to a different hospital than the one she was in before. And that's the end of the movie. That was really long. That was like over long. I don't think I ever need to see it again. You just gave me every single Exactly. <laughs> you know what? If anyone is thinking about watching the movie, but they don't really know, just listen to that. You're good. Okay. You got it. That helps us move into, I mean, that's what happened in the movie. Before we go into overall what we thought, I mm-hmm. do just want to ask this question so people know. What do you think of the Scream movies in general? Scream 1 through 4. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, going into the new one, I mean, I've I've seen obviously the first one I've seen like a million times, you know, whatever. Of course. The, and this I then probably after that I've seen the second one more times than okay. the others. Um, Scream 3 and 4, I think I've only seen, like, had only seen twice up until a month or so ago. Um, my boyfriend never, had only ever seen the first Scream a few months, but I think we watched it in October, so he hadn't seen any of the sequels, so of course we had to do a watch through before we went and saw the new one. So he's like the boyfriend in the movie. He's like, I haven't seen all this, I need to binge through it. Be careful. Um, Yeah, watching them all back to back. They're just so fun. Um, they are. Even, honestly, Scream 2, the more I watch it, it is really close to being as good as Scream 1, in my opinion. It is so much yes. fun. Justice for Scream 3. <laughs> which, like, <laughs> people, people, like, really hate on that movie. But watching it this time, I mean, it's it's so goofy, but in a yes. really fun way. Uh, I forgot the name of the actress. Um, she's in Best in Show, but the one who plays Gail Weathers in the Stab movies. Having oh, her and okay. Courtney Cox in scenes together, I was yeah. dying. I thought yes. they they were hilarious. Um, really liked that one. And I think Scream 4 is just... They did a really, really good job with that one. Um, yes. As, you know, like the reboot movie of the franchise. Which was, right. you know, going into this one, I was like, well we've already done the reboot so what is this going to be especially with it being named scream and not being scream five i was like i I don't know but i I think i think with the equal thing they did a really good job with like giving it its its own purpose in the franchise which i would say i felt the same way i was thinking i thought scream four was the reboot you know right but then after watching this now i realize scream four was just a sequel like Mm -hmm. it, it was not rebooting anything no and this is definitely like a more of a reboot, requel, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel pretty much the same. Everything that you just said, Scream One is perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a perfect um, film. And then two is very good. Three is harder to make an argument for, but I still like it. And then I think Scream Four is right up there with the first two. It's it's unbelievable how mm-hmm. good it is. Especially the opening of Scream 4, where they go through, oh my like, stab God. 4, the stab 5, outs. stab 6. The yes. fake-outs are nuts. There's, like, Absolutely five great opening. Yes. And so, going into this movie, clearly both of us, very big fans. Yeah. Really interested in seeing where are you going to go with this. And so, what are your initial thoughts? Like, what did you think overall? Oh, overall, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, 
it definitely sits on the the higher side of my, of my ranking of of all the mm-hmm. scream movies i would say um didn't feel out of place um right totally one i would go back and if i ever just do a rewatch of the series would totally include it as well um or just listen to my recap you don't or, have to or watch just it. listen to your recap of it cuz that'll, <laughs> that'll do it too. but yeah i mean i do have some negatives like nitpicky negative things of course, of course but like overall it just you know it it was satisfying it it, it, it i would say yeah. it lived up to my expectations of, of the movie i think i think i feel the same like there there definitely were some things that maybe i would have i could have done without and we'll get into that later yeah but i think as much as it was not a west craven movie i really do have to kind of give it to the directors that they did kind of still have that style that he had i Mm -hmm. I don't really know what he did because it's not exactly like wes craven had the most like compelling crazy shots or anything or i don't know what his style was it just worked it was just great and i think that this movie does like you said fit into the scream universe like it really feels like it's part of it all Mm -hmm. um so yeah so let's go into the positives then so I feel like I just want to start with saying that the the legacy characters, the past characters, really are just so good. Like they're so good, and the, the acting is so good. Yeah. Like Neve Campbell is untouchable as this final girl character. Like I'm kind of bleeding a little bit into the negatives, but like the main character that played Sam, she had good moments. She had some kind of weak moments as an actor. And, like, putting her next to Neve Campbell, who literally never has a bad moment in no. any of these movies, it's so crazy to see just kind of, like, the difference in yeah. the new characters versus the legacy characters, yeah. if you want to say it. But, yeah, the original cast was so good. Yeah, and then, unfortunately, this is a little bit of a negative, but I like I, I did want more Sydney because of that. Because, yes. like, you know, every scene she's <clears throat> in, she just steals the show um yes. and she's just so i mean all the three of them are just so good but especially nev campbell so i really i really did want more of them because they really don't show 100%. up until maybe a little bit more than halfway through yes. i mean dewey shows up a little bit earlier but yeah it takes a while to get them and you know i i knew going into this that it would be a bit more of a new cast and possibly setting up you know for future movies whatever like newer right. characters um, and then they bring in the legacy characters to support them, but I still, you know, you're still yeah. you associate Scream with Sydney Prescott, and yes, did want to see a teeny bit more of her just because of how good I agree she with is. that. Well, what else did you like? What else was a positive for you? Well, just to start off, I mean, the opening uh, yes. scene was great. Which, like, being a Scream movie, you obviously, if you're gonna do that opening, you know, <clears> sequence <throat> in the house and all of that, the girl being by herself, yeah. it has to be solid. And I think it was really good. I liked that because in some of the sequels, it kind of moves straight into, you know, the what's your favorite movie and like and asking of all yes. the scary questions and stuff. And this one really built up. Like you don't, you didn't know for sure, right? Like it, it, it actually, it. I think he introduces himself as Charlie, which when right. I was like looking into stuff earlier, like you know, preparing for this, um, I noticed that Rory Culkin's character in Scream Four is also named Charlie's. So maybe a little mm. bit of a callback thing. I don't know. Yeah, I just I like that they really built up, and it wasn't right away like, oh, I'm Ghostface, like blah blah blah, I'm gonna come kill you. Well, like they really built seems, the whole thing up for you. What it seems like they do in in this universe is like 
every stab movie like is literally based on the exact true events of what happened and so like him introducing himself as charlie makes sense if like you know they're referencing what happened in the real world but i liked that scene especially too because i liked the idea that like oh, let's do stab movie trivia. And the girl being like, those movies suck. Like, I haven't <laughs> even seen them. I thought that was funny. And, yeah, I only uh, watched it, it eyebrows also, horror. Yeah, the uh, Ele- elevated, elevated horror. horror right. <laughs> She's like, ask me about Hereditary. That was funny. Right. Um, Great movie, by the way. It, of course. I would say, like, what I liked, because it's a joke, obviously, but why it works so well to me is... Then you have this killer that's like, I'm going to kill your friend, and I'm asking you stab trivia. And she's like, I don't know stab. And it's like, well, then your friend's going to die. Right. So like, so it kind of le- gets the suspense up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her looking up the answers <laughs> on her phone. <laughs> because and that I, seems so yeah. obvious to do. Like, you're yes. just on the phone. Like, Google, <laughs> Google it real quick. Right. And I, and I really loved how he said, like, who was the killer in the original stab? And because stab is just scream, this is a little hard to wrap your head around, but it's kind of fun that we as the viewer know the answer, just Mm -hmm. like in the original movie. And so when she says, oh, Billy Loomis, you as the viewer get to be like, that's not completely right. It's also Stu. And so you get to kind of have that, just like in the first movie when she said, Jason's the killer of Friday the 13th. And it's like, no, 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 wrong answer. (laughs) So yeah, great scene. The whole like locking the doors with an app right. on your phone which and all was that. another thing based on the trailer that i was a bit hesitant about like having right. modern technology and all that like sometimes it's a little weird when they try to sneak that in but i thought it really it worked really well like the the use of, cool. of the the phone security app and all of that i think they did a good and job then to move into the final question being did i make it into your house when we were doing the back and forth mm-hmm. with the super creepy yeah. really good 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 opening scene you're mm-hmm. right other than the legacy characters, my favorite mm-hmm. character, Mindy, quote-unquote the, the new Randy, I thought she was awesome. Right. I can't she remember was. that actress's name right now, but she every scene, she stole every scene she was in. She did do such a great job, and I will say that we're, we're going to be going back and forth, but like this yeah. kind of bleeds into my negatives a little bit, is that she was so good that I felt like she wasn't fully utilized like I wished she could have been. Yeah, she disappears in the end a little bit. The At the end, they do a recreation of the scene with Randy sitting on the couch saying, turn around, turn around. So and good. I thought, you know, you know, even if she's still going to get stabbed or knocked out or whatever they want to do, I thought it would have been really cool if she was so smart and tuned in that she knew that he was behind her. Like, mm. because... In the scene, she's like, turn around, turn around. And then she almost goes like, oh, wait a minute. And like turns around (laughs) and the killer's there. But like it would have been cool if she was like pretending to be distracted Mm -hmm. and then turns and like hits him and runs away or something. They didn't ever do anything like that. Um, Yeah. Just like how in the first movie, I think they pull a TV down on Mm -hmm. Stu. And I was really hoping someone was going to try to pull down the mounted TV and it like (laughs) wasn't going to come down. (laughs) But either way. I agree with you. Mindy was great, and I thought the actress really sold the whole, like, meta mm-hmm. <laughs> monologue that she had to give. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, her delivery of everything, her being, like, uh, to live, you're too, you're, like, not interesting enough to be the killer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was great. She kept she kept saying that over and over. And her scene as well with one of the killers, that when they're in the basement 
and she's like you can't go into the basement by yourself that whole exchange between the two of them was really funny yes with amber Amber, and i liked thank you because she was telling her like you know you can't go by yourself and then um but she was saying all the rules and it's like it keeps getting more and more complicated it's like you can't go by yourself but you can't go with just one other person because you right, might because be you may be the they killer, might be the killer. <laughs> and like and then she's like all right let's go upstairs and amber's like you first and she's like good job like, <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene was really funny and i even liked when she had the little back and forth with the other killer uh richie when he was gonna go get a beer and he was like i'll be right back and they went ah, ah. <laughs> you know that whole thing <laughs> What else you got? Well, I, I like speaking on a lot of these characters, the, the new cast in general, you know, that was another thing I was a little hesitant about because yep. especially in that first scream, our group of friends, you know, we love them. They're the, the OG group of friends. They're all really right. great. They have really distinct personalities. So it was, you know, curious. Yeah, I was interested to see what this group of friends were going to be like. And I actually really... I really liked them. I thought they all had really good chemistry yes. together. Mason Gooding, who played Bindi's twin, I thought was also really yes. good. Um, the kid from 13 Reasons Why. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he was good as well. I really liked his he character. He was good. And I felt like because he was kind of, I guess, the more famous of the group, it really made you feel like, oh, he's going to be the killer. And so it was kind of fun that they just killed him off pretty early in the mm-hmm. movie and to name him Wes that's big right and then of course Wes of course they had, yeah so many references I, I enjoyed Wes that Craven, as well just in case anyone doesn't know Wes Craven directed the other movies yes legend I'm just gonna rattle off some of mine because they're kind of basic like I liked it. most of the comedy I already pointed out I liked how the first kill lived that was just kind of a cool mm-hmm. like twist there right at the beginning I liked that the ending was at Stu's house. Like, it's one of those things that is kind of, like, gimmicky, but it was still fun, like, because they didn't reveal it right away. So when you're at the party, you, as someone that has watched a lot of Scream, will think, wow, this living room is very similar to, like, (laughs) Stu's house. Oh, it goes right into the kitchen where the basement is, all that stuff. And so then once it's revealed, you're like, oh, it looked familiar because it is that they really gave you the time to like figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I also liked the mystery of it all because I like the movie starts, right? And you get Sam and you get her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And Kristen leans over and is like, he's the killer. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, exactly. But like right. because you think of it right away, you're like, you gotta imagine the writers also know you're gonna think that right, right. away, right? And so throughout the movie I just kept thinking maybe he is maybe he's not right it's too obvious for him to be the killer right i was like amber's the killer like i know that what i don't know is 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 richie the killer Mm -hmm. also are there three killers i don't know so we're watching through the whole movie and richie really got me thinking it was tara because i started thinking amber's the killer tara and her together it Mm -hmm. made sense and so when it ended up being Richie, I was pissed that at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> we knew it was Richie, and I don't know why, but by the end of the movie, they made me think it wasn't Richie. So I just thought they did a good job with that. Right. That's the thing with these movies. They, they make me just go back and forth. Wait, no, wait. It is her. Yes. No, it's him. No, no. And you like you just go back and forth. Like You think it's so obvious, but then you just yeah. get kind of immersed you know, watching right, the story, the you story. forget about it. And then you get back to the end and you're like, wait a second. 
could it be her? Because I I had a second as well where I was like, oh shit, could it actually be Tara? Yes, um, and and once you're thinking it's Tara, then Sam finds her tied up, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, should she untie oh, her? That was or a good is moment too, where she's that just is. like sitting there thinking. Thinking. Wait a second, like, is she actually the killer? Should I untie her? Great moment. And yeah. I do want to give a shout out to Dewey also for immediately correctly pointing out who the killer was because Sam and Richie go to Dewey and he's like, well, how long have you known your boyfriend here? Right. And she's like, uh, kind of well, did he know that you were Billy's daughter already? And it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and he was just like, you just got to be careful of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did, I did, like, at first I kind of, you know, it was goofy, but then thinking back on it, I, I liked that Tara and I, th- I think her friends as well were more into the quote-unquote elevated horror or whatever. Um, right. Just because it, do- it does kind of make sense for that generation. I mean, even yes. ours to an extent as well, where, you know, we love slasher movies and Halloween, Texas Chainsaw and all of that, but when you show it, yes. you show it to someone else now who has never seen them before, they're like, this isn't right. scary. And, you know, to to the kids in this movie, to their generation, a lot of these movies would not be scary to them. And, and they're used to movies like Hereditary and, and exactly. Babadook and all of that. Like, those are, that's what they're used to now. So I, I kind of, it just, it made sense. And I do want to, I want to point out why I enjoyed that whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, it comes back to kind of something we've we've I've told the story before on the podcast but before us came out so only get out had come out from Jordan Peele and before us came out there was a trailer for it in the theaters and a girl behind me in the theater leaned over to her friend and was like "Ugh, Jordan Peele is the greatest horror (laughs) mind of our generation which is already a very like big statement but at the time he had only made one one movie movie. (laughs) like us wasn't out yet right (laughs) and so when that girl was like give me a jordan peele or whatever i immediately was just like well of course he is the greatest horror mind of our generation yeah and shout out to nope which looks fucking amazing based on the trailers okay trailer but yeah so i really 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 liked that whole elevated horror like concept as well because i think you nailed it i think that that does make sense for these characters right hell no give me give me slashers all day <laughs> so much and I th- uh, yeah of course and then at the end i think that am i thinking of it correctly like one of them says like i still prefer the babadook or something like that like <laughs> no, i think I like think tara so. says it at the end <laughs> and i thought that's eh, a funny like way to bring it around yeah um if you're fine moving on i'd like to go into the not so positive yeah Mm -hmm. Um, I think you pointed out that it's you've got some nitpicky stuff. I have like some of that and some not nitpicky, I guess. I'm going to start with my least nitpicky. So like, okay, this was probably one of my bigger issues. And it's a really, really it's going to sound ridiculous since I'm talking about a slasher movie. But I actually thought it was a little too brutal at the end of the movie like for a scream movie of all of them it's probably like the goriest finale yeah especially sam sam's moment as well right exactly which i think that speaks to sam's character so like that's fine but like when it's revealed it's amber and richie it's almost like the movie and the writers are like okay cool they're killers so we hate them and want to see them suffer And, like, I'm sitting there like, well, not necessarily. Like, I think they should be stopped for sure. Right. But, like, 
they had the girl Amber, and she was pretty much like defenseless, and Gail yeah. was like, she, like lighting her up, her. And, and then she falls on a stovetop and burns alive, <laughs> which is funny because I read she played the character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that got burned by the flamethrower as well. That oh, actress. I did not like that movie. That's fine that you didn't like it, but that's just two <laughs> finales that this girl has been burned alive. This in. is what she's known for. But anyway, I just felt like in the scene, it felt like Sydney and Gail had the upper hand. And as the heroes, they could have subdued Amber, but instead they like shot her five times and lit her on fire. Yeah. And so then once she lit on fire, I was expecting Sydney or Gail to say, oops, because like (laughs) they didn't mean for her to light on fire. She fell on the stove, right? But instead, Sydney says, how's that for passing the torch? <laughs> <laughs> which, which is funny, right? <laughs> but it's like, Jesus Christ, Sydney. Like, you're a badass. But she They're was like, like 18 years old. We've done times. <laughs> yes. Sydney's like, I have a trail of blood anymore. behind me longer than Ghostface. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Sam kills her boyfriend with a knife. And she stabs him like, like 50 20 times, times <laughs> which I think is them referencing that she's got a bit of a screw loose, maybe since yeah. she's a Billy's daughter. Mm-hmm. But it was brutal. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, it totally was. I was not expecting that. <laughs> For sure. Rachel's over here trying really hard not to be like, I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll agree. I mean, the only thing where I guess you know, they maybe justify themselves with going mm-hmm. so crazy is that I guess, you know, I would, I would assume it was probably during Mindy's whole, you know, monologue, like breakdown of, of, right, of horror movies right. and the requel. Still meta. Theme. Yeah. I think she kind of goes into the fact that in a requel, it has to be, you know, more blood, more gore, more violent deaths. Um, yeah. So maybe, you know, that's where they're like, okay, we got to go all out um, for the right. finale. So maybe that's where they it's get a good, that's it, a but. good explanation. What did you? What were you thinking about not liking? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like, I think my main thing, as much as I was shocked to see Billy Loomis, the Ulrich, back in the movie, yeah. um, it's like it's a little weird, you know. Yeah. But I think they probably could have easily have just done the same exact story of of her of sam being his you know the forbidden daughter whatever without um, seeing him. without seeing him at the same yeah. time though i mean scream th- scream three does bring sydney's mom in as like kind of like a ghost character which is super <laughs> yeah. weird as well um so there's precedent yeah I, th- I think on to be honest i think it was a little bit of like a fan service thing just to of you know like the surprise of him popping up we had no idea and of course you know his character's yes. dead so no one's thinking oh he's gonna yeah, somehow why would come he show back up? but i you know it it was a little bit hard for me to justify i guess at first i completely but... agree with you yeah and and it would have been fine if it was just hit like almost kind of a quote-unquote schizophrenia kind of thing where he just shows up and like it makes her more anxious but the fact that at the end she sees him and he like motions towards a knife that's right, like, like hidden he's away. Not there, he's yeah, right, she, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And I do want to point out, I guess, on a positive note, the VFX were so good. Like 
he looked just like he did in mm-hmm. the first movie, which which is still just wild to me that they can do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. But still totally out of place and very strange choice to, to have him be there and yeah. affect things happening in the real world. Yeah. And especially when everyone would rather see Stu than Billy. I mean, I, I mean if I'm speaking oh, for myself, man. you know. Well, and there was a little bit of me after the first time we see Billy, I'm like, is it possible we're going to see Stu right. as well? Um, right. But probably best that they... Because if, if it was both of them, that would have been overkill. That would have been way, way too much. Um, they do yeah. have one connection, though, to Stu, which is another one of my negatives. Um, okay. There's a character, Vince... The one that like yes. dies outside of the bar or whatever. Yeah, he was like kind of like a like a bad boy, kind of like I drive a Mustang. Yeah, kinda and thing. I guess they they describe him as his mother was Stu's sister, so that's his connection. His nephew to Stu, yeah. but they kind of don't like do much with that character. Like it, it yeah. just seems like he was only put in there to have a connection to Stu because then when that they is, go through yep. the rules of the requel, they realize like oh they're all being killed. In a specific order or whatever. Um, They're killing the, like, people that have a connection to the legacy characters. Yeah. And so so it's like, it would be cool if you, like, knew who it was already. But it's after he dies, they're like, oh, right, because he was Stu's nephew. And you're like, okay. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And then Wes is like, oh, well, my mom was in the movies. And, like, I, I don't know if they have other connections but it just felt like every connection was very weak because it's like yeah Wes your mom is in the movies but she's in the fourth scream and like no one would remember (laughs) that she was in that movie except I mean I guess I did but still it's just a very weak connection yeah there are a few things like that that were a bit of a stretch where you have to just kind of be like all right like we I guess I sure I guess we need these things to connect for like the overall story to make sense yeah but yeah they're a little bit loose it starts to become like you, it's fine doing that maybe a couple times in a horror movie and but like the more they stack up just like how i i already made the like kind of sarcastic reference to like dewey going like back to kill the ghost face or whatever and, and that's how he dies and it's just like there were a lot of different ways he could have handled going back for him and it's just kind of stupid because mm-hmm. they needed him to die though and so that's what happened oh but that's another one of my negatives because i didn't want dewey to die i, <laughs> I agree guess with like you. It, it had to happen i mean force awakens i'm gonna be honest you know they kill i think Han. that i think they had more justification to kill dewey than they did to kill han solo in force awakens we can get into this but i feel like yeah. it has more repercussions than fucking han dying in force awakens yeah i agree with that because i was thinking like okay i didn't want dewey to die either he's pretty much my favorite one that's left but he dies and when sydney showed up i was like it makes sense the only reason sydney would come back is if right, Gale or Dewey is that's killed. That's true, because she, like, has her own life now. She has a kid, fa- a whole family. Mark. Like, why would you bother coming yes. back? Like, let these people rot in Woodsboro. That yes, there's sucks. just... That it's not necessary. <laughs> which, which I think that she then says, like, she came back to end it here so that it doesn't have to even get close to her family. Right. But I'm just thinking, like, Sydney, every, like, five years, like, another one of these things happens. Like, just move to Europe or something. Like, you don't have to live here. 
But they, <laughs> I guess to they do make the point that, I mean, Scream 2, she is not there. And, it, you know, it does yeah. follow her. Scream yeah. 3, they're in L.A. Like a demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, you have any other, do you have any other negatives? Um, I You're like, said I, I have so many negatives. Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> no. I guess my other thing, which, again, like, I'm maybe just, like, you know, stretching and nitpicking a bit. But, <clears throat> and this is not even necessarily about this movie. But this movie mm-hmm. and, the, and the requel idea as well is commenting so much. You know, they do the requel and the killer's motive is because, oh, it became this huge franchise, like Stab Eight, and then it was bad, and they're, you know, trying to, yeah. to make something new out of it. So at that point, like, I just want this Scream movie, and I kind of want the franchise to end as much as I, as much as I love it. Yeah. But then the studio is making more, you know? So yep. you're almost falling into, falling into your own trap again. And hopefully yes. they can't. And Halloween, honestly, did the same thing. I really enjoy Halloween 2018. And I kind of mm-hmm. just wanted it to be that. And now, you know, of course, they announce a whole then we trilogy have out kills. of it. Halloween ends. Like, yeah. You know, Which it's the same thing. They kind of, <laughs> those names kind of don't make sense. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about names, I one of my negatives before seeing the movie, as again, I sarcastically pointed out, is that it's titled Scream. Right. Not Scream 5. It's titled Scream. Yeah. Okay. Now, after seeing the movie, I realized they're doing the meta commentary thing where they name it what the requel is named. Mm-hmm. Cool. Got it. Funny. But I hate it. Like, I hate it that when I search scream, yeah. the results are confused. All like, I, it's annoying. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that trend. I mean, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. You have to like put the, yes. you have to put the date afterwards. You can talk about Halloween 2018. <laughs> Well, and it's like, and then they start naming like Halloween 2018, and then the the next one is Halloween Kills, and it's like, why didn't you call it Halloween Two? Like, right, you're already then doing the stupid stuff. Halloween Two movies. Yes, and it's like their answer would be, well, because Halloween 2018 is a sequel to Halloween, it's Halloween Two. So it's like, wait, what? Now I'm just really confused. And that's how this Texas Chainsaw one coming out is. So before we well, get ahead of have ourselves. The, the. It's just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do not make me hang up on you, Rachel. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. I, th- I think we've reached a natural conclusion to our scream discussion. Yes. So this was, this was all over the place. It could go anywhere. So I mm-hmm. want to know from you. I could go first if you want me to, but what would you give this out of five stars? I think I would... I think I could solidly give it like a three and a half and be happy about that because, i was really interested in what you were gonna say so keep yeah, going yeah because i it's definitely a positive you know for me i mean right i feel like when i give if i were to say like a four or a five that scream scream and scream two are probably five and like four and a half a screw probably yeah. scream five stars scream two four and a half like they're just so yeah. so so good so yeah i think there's a f- the few things like the billy loomis thing that probably bring it down a little bit for me but still like a, yeah still a I thumbs had, up positive like three and a half stars i feel like are good for me i wrote down my rating so that i wouldn't overthink it beforehand and i also did three and a half stars so that's why that was funny of course that's that is an exact <laughs> rating and i would i definitely agree with you that like i would give the first movie five Mm-hmm. I would give Scream 2 like four, four and a half. 
Scream 3 is probably three and a half, you know, around there. Maybe like a three. (laughs) Maybe even a three. You're right. And then Scream 4, I'd say, goes back up to like a four for me. So, like, this movie really fits somewhere between a Scream 3 and a Scream 4. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And so there you have it. Would you recommend it? Oh, 100%. 100%. And anytime you can get people to watch more horror movies, you know. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. So quickly, it doesn't have to be a completely long thing, but as we were kind of just talking about, there are all these requels. There's Halloween did it in 2018 after they had already done it once before with Rob Zombie. I know. Um, if you want to consider that one too. So Halloween just did it recently. They released their sequel that we did on the podcast, Halloween Kills, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or I'm sorry, Rachel, Texas Chainsaw Texas Massacre. Chainsaw. <laughs> just recently came out which is also it's supposed to be a sequel to but the it's original a yeah i don't know so it's it's a requel again right mm-hmm. so i don't know just what do you think of this because it's like there's a part of me that like you were just saying i want scream to end i didn't want this movie to be made you know the one that we just talked about but it was and i watched it and it was okay it was enjoyable but right i just want it to end but also, I love the Scream movies, so it's like, I also want them to keep going, and I just don't know what the, <laughs> how to help. Yeah, there's, like, always a toss-up with stuff like that, you know? Like, you know, Star Wars doing it, you know, you know, like, something like that is really yeah. close to my heart. I mean, Lord, Lord of the Rings are doing a TV show. They it, are, It's yep. more, it's like, it's always nice to have so much of these stories and these characters and these worlds, but then you just really hope that they're at least, like, they live up to it, at least. Yes. Um, you know, some of them maybe go a little too far, but that's why I feel with this, it's like, it made sense. The 25th anniversary, like you're having a lot of those legacy characters back. You kind of just want, okay, we get that little reunion and then kind of end it and not go too far with it. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I, as much as I hate to say it, if they are going to make another Scream, I almost do want it to not have any of the legacy characters in it anymore uh-huh. and to just almost be its own thing right. at this point. Um, Which they, you can't just keep Scream, bringing them back. Yeah, with Scream 4, you had a bunch of new characters. You had Hayden Panettiere, Emma Roberts, like all these new characters that like, I would be fine continuing with those right. characters and seeing what happens. But it seems with this movie, we've kind of abandoned that. Like based on trivia, I read Hayden Panettiere's character was referenced in this movie so it's like she still exists but i just they're not going forward with that so given i wasn't like the biggest fan of the main actresses like acting it's Mm -hmm. like i do want them to continue with the new people but also they weren't exactly up to the same caliber as the old characters right and i feel that that happens with any of these like you have halloween and you have literally the legend Jamie Lee Curtis and then her daughter is I want to point out an actress I love Um, oh yeah amazing what's her name (laughs) Judy Greer Judy Greer I love Judy Greer right she's not on the same level as Jamie Lee Curtis as an actor in like horror movies you know Mm -hmm. and so like then you're going forward and you're like all right Jamie Lee like you know you obviously can't just keep doing Halloween movies but if we're going to continue, are we going to continue with Judy Greer and, like, her daughter? Like, yeah. what's going to happen here? Right, and at that point, it's like, 
just make another slasher franchise. Like, yes, like let's make just a make new a new one. slasher franchise. And it's like, we're not like produce. We're not owners of studios that are probably looking at sheets of, of paper with numbers on it that are showing if we release a Halloween movie, we make a billion dollars. If right. we release a brand new franchise, we make nothing. Probably. Probably. But, you know, just still, who cares about the money, right? Like, let's just watch some new horror movies that are... Yeah. We're just in, like, reboot land right now, which seems to Very happen cool. every, like, 10 or so years. Because even in the, 2000, the like, 2010s, we were getting right. A Nightmare on Elm Street. We right. got um, Friday the 13th in 2009. Fr- yep. um, mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and then they're all, you know, we're starting to have that trend again back now. They're trying to Which, do all these horror movies again. That maybe also brings up the point of the kids in, the new, in Scream when they were referencing this elevated horror. Mm-hmm. All they were referencing was original horror movies that aren't repeating the same formula. You have Hereditary, Get Out, Us, The Babadook, um, you know, these movies that are just original, like right. they're just new and you've never seen them. I mean, Midsummer, of course, as well. They're just, it's not exact. It's like they were calling it elevated, but if we're being honest, it's just original. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And they do reference like they're obviously these new movies are referencing what came before them, but you know, they're just doing something that's more unique that we haven't seen done over and over again. And then we're not getting Hereditary 2. <laughs> We're not getting oh the Babadook God, no. 2. <laughs> Could you, I don't want to give studios any ideas. Don't do no, that. No, 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 no. But they're not, they're not slashers, like to your point. So I don't know. I guess the only way that people know how to do slashers nowadays is just to do the old slashers again <laughs> and not create something new. Yeah, because I, really, I have a hard time really thinking of any slashers in the last 10 years that doesn't have to do with you know, in a, in, a, in a franchise from the 70s, 80s, or 90s. The closest thing that I think we've gotten is Fear Street. Fear Street. And, right. And Which you know great. what? That's probably going to so continue good. being a series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I will be very happy about. Yeah. And so at least with that, if it's going to continue on, at least it's a new thing that hasn't we haven't seen before. And mm-hmm. so oh, maybe, and maybe it'll bring it back. Maybe its popularity will make other studios want to start trying to make their own thing. That's mm-hmm. all we can hope. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Rachel, that was it. Thank we you for being here. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, we came into this and I was thinking, hmm, I wonder how much we're going to be able to talk about this because Rachel hasn't seen it in a while. I don't know what I thought fully. Here we are an hour later and we have now oh, been yeah. talking about Scream. I'm and you're still surprised. recording, right? I am. It says it's still recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Let's Run That Back. Um, you can catch us on Instagram at Let's Run That Back. Our website's Let's Run That Back.com. Our email address is Let's Run That Back Pod at gmail.com. You can email us and let us know if Rachel was any good at this because yeah. if she wasn't, we're not having her back. And it's all based on what, if even one person says she wasn't good, we're not I'm having her back. Be banned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely kidding. Don't do that. Um, we know Rachel's good. So thank you, Rachel. It's you. always great having you on. I love that we go long periods not talking and then boom, we're on FaceTime recording a podcast yep. together. Yep. That's all I it takes. It. That's all it takes. I'm always I'm so, always here to talk about horror. I love it. Good. That's what we'll do. So I, I'm Cody. And I'm Rachel. And this <laughs> is CTV. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, stop it. This was Let's Run That Back. <laughs>
<laughs> you guys have a good one. <laughs>